Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? Welcome to the 2022 NFL Draft, the Behind the Steel Curtain Steelers Roundtable. I am Jeff Hartman, Senior Editor, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, joined by Dave Schofield, the editor of BTSC, and Brian Anthony Davis, our podcast producer, as we break down the Pittsburgh Steelers' 20th overall pick, the first pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, quarterback from University of Pittsburgh, Kenny Pickett. Kenny Two Gloves. I don't know if that's what they call him, but he wears his gloves sometimes. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna call him. Um, but it, Kenny Pickett is the pick, and I think that there's a lot of mixed emotions about this pick out there. Some are ecstatic, some are frustrated, some just don't know what to think. Well, let's get our takes first. Let's do some knee-jerk reactions. Brian, go ahead. What's your knee-jerk reaction? My bottom line knee-jerk reaction is at least they did not trade up for anybody. They did not lose draft capital, and they know what they're doing. Yeah. Got to trust Dave Schofield. Welcome to the show. What's your knee jerk reaction? They didn't, have, they didn't trade. Um, honestly, part of my knee jerk reaction is if they would have had a suitor, I think they could have moved back and still made a, a similar pick, but you got to have someone who wants to do it. So knee jerk reaction is this isn't someone that was really big on the radar. So it's not, I, I, I don't know what to think. So that's a lot that I said. <laughs> There's a lot of questions right now. Everything from Kenny Pickett's hand size to <laughs> his uh, ability to, I don't know, be a functional NFL quarterback. You know, if you listen to Kevin Colbert speak at, in the post press conference after the draft, I almost said post game, there was no game. Um, but <laughs> when you talk, listen to him in the press conference, he spoke about how, I mean, th they know him so well. Uh, he comes from an NFL style offense. He, according to Colbert, he was unbelievably happy. He stayed in college for another year. That's what kind of mm -hmm. got him to the point where he was a first round quarterback. And so a lot of these are really important uh, things to consider. You might be sitting here thinking, well, Willis was the better prospect, or you might be sitting here thinking, well, this is something where uh, the Steelers could have had more value elsewhere. I said this before. I'll say it again. I'll say it on every podcast that I'm on. You can criticize the Steelers and their pick if you feel that it's necessary, but you can't criticize Kenny Pickett. He hasn't no. even played a snap in the National Football League. Let's at least give the kid a chance to do that. People want to complain about his age. He's 24 years old. Joe Burrow was 24 years old when he was a rookie with the Cincinnati Bengals. So let's keep this in perspective. Let's not jump off ledges. But, Brian, moving forward, I want to ask you this question first, and it's about the quarterback room. If you're Mitch Trubisky, what are you thinking right now? You're thinking I have a two-year contract with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and this guy is going to redshirt behind me, so I've got to uh, make it tough for him to work his way in. Okay. Dave, ask you the same question. If you're Mitch Trubisky, what are you thinking right now? Well, first, I just have to say that the Baltimore Ravens just took Tyler Linderbaum. Um, just throwing that out there. Um, as, as, the dry, as the draft is still going on live, um, here's where we're going. If I'm Mitch Trubisky, see, that's a tough one because Pickett, out of all the quarterbacks, was the one who was deemed the most NFL ready. He's 24 for this season coming up. Do the Steelers really need to sit a 24-year-old quarterback for a year? I think out of all the quarterbacks they they could have selected, Pickett was the one that would was the most right now guy, and that's why they thought other teams might take him as the number one quarterback. Teams that needed a quarter a quarterback right now, 
the Steelers didn't necessarily have to have the right now guy, but now they do. This is going to be interesting. I'm not ruling out Kenny Pickett as being being the starter for the Steelers at some point this season, if not even early in the season. Wow. All right. That's that's some stuff. I mean, Mitch Trubisky has to be thinking, I definitely thought I was going to get a year to kind of maybe prove myself before they bring in someone else and then they got to make this pick. It is what it is. John, let me see you get this up here. John Koalo, I hope I said that correctly, gave us $2. Says this pick makes it a make-or-break year for Matt Canada. Some might have said that it was this was a make-or-break year regardless for Matt Canada. We'll see. Uh, Steel Dog 88 gives us $5. Says if Colbert or Tomlin decided this was the best quarterback option available, I trust them. If not, they would have selected one later on. I, there was a the, the the general consensus from the Steelers, whether you trust what they say or not, in their press conference after the pick was made, was that they were shocked that he was still there at twenty. It made it seem like they were thinking about possibly having to trade up, and it just they didn't have to. Like Dave said, like Brian said, they didn't have to trade. That's a good thing. It, it's something that Steeler fans, if, if you value the draft capital, they didn't have to, you know they kept all the draft capital when it came to not having to trade in the off season period with like a Jimmy Garoppolo or a Carson Wentz. They keep that trade. They, they, I'm sorry, that keep that draft capital. Now that's a really good thing. So I guess let me, let's, let's go back uh, for a second. If we were to just go back a week from now, now I know Brian wasn't on the show last week. Dave and I were on. If I would have asked you at that time, and Brian, I'm going to ask you this first. If Pickett and Willis are both available at 20, you don't have to trade for anyone, who would you have, A, wanted them to pick, and B, predicted the Steelers would have picked? Brian, what do you think? Wow, this is tough because I probably, well, I'm glad they didn't pick Matt Corral. I'm saying that. I definitely did not want them to trade up. So at 20, I'm probably thinking that they're going to pick Willis and I'm reserving right now at that point a week ago, I'm probably saying, all right, if they're getting Willis at that exact spot, I can live with it because once again, they know what they're doing. Uh, Not disappointed with this pick, but I probably would have went with the Willis pick because that's just seemed where it would have been going. Okay. Dave, I'll ask you the same question last week. A, who would you have wanted them to pick? And B, who did you who would you have predicted them to pick between Pickett and Willis? Well, when it's between Pickett and Willis, um, I would have predicted them to take Willis just because of everything that that, that they had, had been put out about that. That's why this was the the ultimate inside job because they had that that pit connection that everything that they that they did there was was able to, to to be under the radar if they if they had Kenny Pickett higher than Malik Willis. I I don't think the Steelers thought that they were going to have their pick a quarterback at 20. Um but you know maybe maybe they really did. But I personally I would looked more at Malik Willis just because there hadn't been as much buzz about Kenny Pickett recently. There was a lot right when the off season started and everything, but there wasn't as much recent buzz. So therefore I was just, I was just more, I knew more about Willis. So therefore that that's who I would have thought it would have been. But uh, honestly, 
if this, this, the Steelers, they have a lot of people getting paid an awful lot of money to look into these players and know what they ultimately want. What you just said is probably going to be the, the title of my let's ride podcast for Friday. And that is that this was an inside job like that. That was the perfect way of wording this. Cause when you think about the Steelers, everyone said, Oh, They've put so much time into the quarterbacks. And Dave, you spoke about this on your Stat Geek podcast Thursday morning. Oh, well, they're doing their due diligence, but, you know, they're at liberty. And and Mike Tomlin and Malik Willis are eating chicken wings, and he's talking about how cool he is. And he's in Cincinnati with Desmond Ritter and, you know, Matt Corral. They're down there and watching him in Mississippi. And all these different scenarios played out, but you didn't hear anything about the pit pro day. Why? because there's always a million Steelers representatives at the mm-hmm. pit pro day. And Mike Tomlin's always watching pit practice and Kevin Colbert's always over there. And he's had these bench chats with Kenny Pickett, where they sit down and talk football after practice. No one talked about that as being significant. Maybe it was because they thought Kenny Pickett was going to be gone early. Maybe they thought it was because they, they didn't think that they liked Kenny Pickett as well as some of the other quarterbacks. It was, and it does seem like this was a bona fide inside job. Mark Whipple used to be a Steelers coach, is the offensive coordinator, was able to connect the dots there. If there's a player in this entire draft process, not just quarterback, that the Steelers know better, I would be hard-pressed to find one. Yeah, They know everything about this kid. Brian, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know what? You could go down the hall and see this guy. They they probably share the same cafeteria at times. They they know everything about his character. So, you know, that kind of helps. So the pit connection is a good thing. I, I do want to jump in. I'm seeing a lot on the live chat, and I haven't read a lot of the live chat. But we can't go back 39 years and say this is to make up for the Dan Marino pick because they don't they, they don't look at that. No. The Steelers do not look at that whatsoever. You know, this is just, uh, I love inside job. I love how you guys just phrased that because when you're next door and you're able to look across the street and see a guy all the time, then you know what you have. And somebody also mentioned that I don't look happy about this pick. No, you know what? <laughs> I'm fine with the, I'm actually preoccupied because we're trying to figure out everything else <laughs> and we're just trying to make sure that the Steelers don't trade back in and we have to go back to work. So um, <laughs> really, no, I mean, I trust this team. They knew, they knew what they wanted to do all along. I think this was, uh, this was on the plan and they just sat back and watched it happen. Yeah, no, I, I didn't realize all these trades are happening. And so I was like, shoot, I guess I should be paying attention. to the, rest <laughs> of the There's a lot of trades. It has been a crazy day one from top to bottom. I mean, uh, this is something that if you listen to Let's Ride on tomorrow, Friday, uh, you'll hear a snippet of we kind of had a BTSE staff meeting just to watch the draft, a Zoom call. We decided to record it. And the reaction of us, the podcasters, the writers, when the pick was made, some like myself were kind of frustrated, but still what you're not going to hear is all of the previous two hours where it was, holy cow, they're trading. AJ Brown gets traded. Marquise Brown. It's just been insane. So yes, the Steelers, I guess could technically 
uh, still move back in. But Sean the Don gives us five dollars. He's I'm pretty stoked. And like you guys said, trust the team. That's difficult for mm-hmm. a lot of people, and I understand that too. I definitely understand that too. Go ahead, Dave. What do you yeah, say? I was going to say to me when you're talking about Pickett and you're talking about Willis, the the one thing I wholeheartedly believe was that Pickett had the higher floor. Pickett yeah. has the higher floor. The the question is how high did the Steelers see the Malik Willis ceiling? Did they see that? Oh, this guy is super athletic or everything, or did they say, you know, he's you know he played at Liberty, you know, nice guy, we like him when we talk to him, we're comfortable with him, versus Kenny Pickett. You know, I I think there might have there. I keep saying it. I've said it day after day now. Jeff's favorite P word of potential. Uh, You know, did they look at what they had in Pickett? and said, wow, there is a chance that Willis could really be something, but there's also a chance that that he's not going to be even this. To me, Kenny Pickett, I don't know that he has a higher ceiling than Malik Willis because I don't know what the Steelers felt Willis's ceiling was. They, The Steelers made us feel like Malik Willis's ceiling was high. Maybe that's another one of those jobs where they're like, you know, make it, get everyone thinking you're thinking one thing, and really that it was the inside job. Yeah, I so someone in the live chat, and I read this, I, I'm not sure where it was. They said that Kenny Pickett's ceiling, in their opinion, was Tony Romo. That was like <laughs> the quarterback. So, Brian, if that if that were the case, and I'm not about to, you know, it's, I, it reminds me of Talladega Nights. Don't you put that on me, Ricky Bobby. Don't you put that on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> that's, that's kind of the way I feel when you bring up any type of cowboy or Tony Romo. But still, if that were his ceiling, is that good enough or you're not so sure, Brian? What do you think? Well, if we're going to talk Talladega Nights, then I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll take a career like Tony Romo. I've also seen com- comparisons now to uh, Derek Carr. Yeah, I'll take that too. You know, that's that's a pretty good quarterback. So if you can get something like that out of, out of Kenny Pickett, yeah, sign me up. We're not talking... You're not talking about Ryan Leaf. You're not talking about any bust. No one's going to call a guy that just signed a huge contract like Derek Carr a bust. They're actually talking about Tony Romo as a potential Hall of Fame candidate, which do I agree with? No, but I mean, he's regarded. He's regarded as a successful quarterback. Uh, You know, I'll, I'll take that. Go ahead, Dave. I'm just ready to start watching some Kenny Pickett film to get more excited about it because I hadn't because it, the, you know, Pickett was the guy that you thought, well, maybe another, maybe a team like the saints would take ahead of the Steelers and then they could still have, have Willis who they really want, which wasn't the case at all. It wasn't that the Steelers really wanted Willis and no one else took the quarterback. And we do have to say this, I got to put out there. This is the first time. I, I got to tweet this out. It's the first time in NFL history a quarterback was selected with the 20th overall pick. Going back to 1936, you are there really has proud never of that for some been a quarterback selected <laughs> at the 20th overall pick. And, and, and we're sitting here talking about which one it is. But um, I'm 
when I look back to what, because I watched a little bit of Pitt, because it's Pitt, I don't watch much college football. When when the games were actually on this season, when especially when they were doing well at the end of the season, I watched. Well, I didn't really see Kenny Pickett, but I did watch their bowl game. But I watched the, um, you, you know, the, the the championship game things, those kind of things. That I think you can go back and actually look at it and now know that this guy's going to be in black and gold and can now break it down a little bit and not like, oh, well, if I like him a lot, he's going to end up somewhere else. Like, um, sorry for those of you that that liked, well, like Jeffrey Benedict says, at least Jordan Davis is not with the Ravens, but they do get Linderbaum. Anyway, um, that now we know who, who we can fall in love with and we don't have to sit there and worry about what, is what will Malik Willis do? We need to worry about what can Kenny Pickett do, and I'm excited about that. I really am to 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 really see what he can do in Pittsburgh, knowing how familiar they were with him. And do you look at that? Do you think it's possible there could have been an over familiarity? Do you think that's you know? Do you think that's a thing? Yeah, I think it is. So a, Kevin Colbert talked about that. Sometimes you feel like you see him too much, mm-hmm. and you, you maybe it's a what is it paralysis by analysis kind of situation where sometimes you lean too much on things. I think it's a possibility for sure. Yeah. But okay. Let's get this super chat up here. Wes Hickok, longtime listener of the show gives us five. I haven't seen you for a while. (laughs) Do people not realize how bad Romo's defense or offensive line was seriously in retrospect? Romo wasn't that bad. And with our defense, yes, it's good enough. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to disagree with that. No, I mean, I'm shoot. Who can remember when Tony Romo came to Heinz Field and um, he looked pretty good until he threw a ball to Deshay Townsend and uh, mm-hmm. pick six his way into the end zone. But still, uh, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see how things play out. I, I want to ask you all one more question before we talk about kind of the direction of the Steelers go now. And at this the time that we're recording, we're on pick 28. The Green Bay Packers are on the board. Um, I asked what you thought of what would you think if you're Mitch Trubisky? What do you think if you're Mason Rudolph? <laughs> this is oh, a little bit deeper. Oh my goodness. Uh yeah. Brian, what's your thought if you're Mason Rudolph? You signed that one year extension to stay with the Steelers for 2022. You're thinking you're gonna have a legitimate shot. Maybe you still do. I don't know. But what are you thinking? What are you thinking if you are uh one Mason Rudolph? I would like to quote the great Denny LaFleur from Slapshot. Trade me right freaking now. Um, (laughs) you know, I mean, you think he's doing that? You think he's going to the Steelers and saying, guys, come on, just get rid of me. Yeah. I mean, really, he signed on for another year. He's there. I mean, does he really want to be the third man? I mean, he was, he was the number two. He was QB two. And they, they're, they're going to do the right thing. They're going to say the right thing. They're going to say, oh, Mason, you're in a quarterback competition. But they are going to do everything that they can to showcase him and get him some reps so they can shop him. And I don't want to hear, oh, he's not worth anything. You'll get nothing out of him. Hey, if he got a sixth rounder out of him, that's a pick, right? If he what'd does they get, What they get for Dobbs when they sent Dobbs to they Jackson? They got a fifth. Was they got a fifth? five out of Dobbs. Yeah. So, so you never, and now they got him when Foles went down on opening day Mm -hmm. and they had to make it, they had to make a trade quick. And And as soon as they traded him, Ben Roethlisberger didn't even last another game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. 
Dave, I'll throw it over to you. Same question. If you're Mason Rudolph, what are you thinking? Well, first, before I answer that question, I'm I'm going to say this. In 2022, if Kenny Pickett isn't the starter, he's number three if everyone's healthy. That's just my opinion. I, I wasn't saying that as a fact. I'm saying that's just what I think. I think Pickett is either on the field or hold it or 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 in street clothes. Um, unless there's an injury, because that's I, I that's just my thoughts. But if you're Mason Rudolph, you got to be thinking, man, even Ben Roethlisberger saying, oh yeah, we'll, we'll see how Mason does with a, with the whole season to prepare himself uh, for the off season to prepare himself for the role. What happens in March? They add another quarterback. Yeah. What happens in April? They had a fir- another first round quarterback. So if, if you're if you're Mason Rudolph, I mean, right there, you're 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 third in line from the pedigree standpoint. So that's it's got to be tough. I, I guess if I was him, I'm thinking I just got to go to work. And if I work hard enough, even if I'm not the starting quarterback of the Steelers, maybe I can show enough in the preseason. If one of these other guys is really that great, that someone else is going to going to try to 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 bring me in then or for next year that's that's all he can do yeah tyler w gives us two dollars and says rudolph is going to the island of misfit toys again (laughs) such a sad place (laughs) such a sad place but still yeah it's interesting all right um uh, let's talk about cowboy that rides an ostrich is that what he's doing riding an ostrich yeah (laughs) sorry (laughs) let's talk about where the steelers might be going now we will have a long time to break down every aspect of Kenny Pickett's games from the hand size to mobility, to fake sliding all the way down to touchdown passes and interceptions games at Heinz field, the weather conditions. We'll do it all in the next few months, but I want to ask you all now heading into day two, assuming, and unless this changes, assuming the Steelers don't have another first round pick, they do have one in rounds two. They do have one in round three. Where do you want to see the Steelers go on day two? Brian, we're just talking positions. Don't need names of prospects. What position do you want to see him target on day two? Wide receiver. That room's empty. What else? Because they have two picks. You know, I'd like to see a defensive tackle as well. So, I mean, I don't know how deep really the corner position is past round one. They've had a little bit of a a mini run at with the corners so it just depends where they go there but i think they do well with a uh a round two wide receiver so i would think that would be a good idea for him okay dave same question to you day two which where do you want the steelers to go which position yeah i i want i i want a day two wide receiver whether it's in the second or third round and like i said i trust their judgment much more than than names that i've heard because they just do great there. Um, I'm going to continue to say, Mm -hmm. if you don't see the Steelers address anything on the defensive line, which, by the way, the Green Bay Packers just took Devontae Wyatt, um, if they don't do anything on the the defensive line, it's because they're confident in who's returning. Mm -hmm. Um, you, you, You still have to remember that, that they know more about their own situation than we even know about their situation. Um. But I, I I really don't know what's there if it's that they, you know, because they could they could maybe have a wide receiver that they really like and they know he's going to be there at four, you know, 
but they could use more than one. Maybe, I, I don't know if they need a, a cornerback that low. I really think they could, there's a lot of different ways they could go, but wide receiver is the one that I feel like they really have to address soon and still possibly more than once. Yeah. And I think for me, it's the perimeter. Yeah. Like you all said, wide receiver, cornerback, um, see what safeties are maybe there. Wouldn't be shocked to see them have maybe bring a safety in uh, depending on what safeties are still available. As I try to get caught up in some of the picks, yeah, most safeties other than Kyle Hamilton are still on the board. What's up, Dave? Oh, I'm sorry. Just checking Twitter is to make sure the Steelers aren't trading in or anything. Everyone's wow. <laughs> and, and and this is from Mark Cavalli. Okay. okay. And he says, uh, Steelers have a problem tomorrow. I don't think they can show Kenny Pickett around town for a photo shoot and take him to Permanis and the Incline and the Clipper. <laughs> and the like that, that, that whole thing's done. That is, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Kenny Pickett, he probably has a sandwich named after him already in a couple places in Pittsburgh. So it's probably yeah. a situation where it's like, well, <laughs> well uh, Kenny, is there anywhere in Pittsburgh you haven't been? <laughs> I have the that. solution. <laughs> he has to go to camp. So take him to the Beehive. Sapphire will give him the uh, <laughs> treatment. The number one just treatment. Don't don't take your phone. Don't yep. take your phone. Well, just, funny- just, if, if you don't want to lose it. The Keep funny the thing is, is that you said he's never been to camp. And I was like, you know what? That's a great point. Take him to St. Vincent. Take some photos up there. Really get the fans thinking, like, we're going to be back at camp. And what does Brian say? Nope, the beehive. I was like, all right, there we go. And we're back. <laughs> all right. Okay, we have uh, some super chats here. Alfred gives us $1.99. Said Mahomes had an amazing, has had amazing stats his rookie year. Oh, wait. That's right, because Patrick Mahomes barely mm-hmm. played his rookie season. People tend to forget that because of his success once he took over. But Alex, Kenny Pickett is 24. Yeah, <laughs> That's Alex, another thing you got to Alex Flores gave us $5. Thank you both very much for the tips. He said too much draft capital for someone who's going, who is going, I think he meant isn't, isn't going to see the field. Green Bay 2.0. I guess he's referring to Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. And when they draft him, well, you want to compare it to Green Bay. That's a little tough for me. It's not like the Steelers still had Ben Roethlisberger in the system and then took Kenny Pickett at 20. That's what they did with Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love. Aaron Rodgers is still under contract, and you spend a first-round pick on a quarterback. That's a little different than you just had a, your franchise quarterback retire, and now all of a sudden you're trying to replace them. That's a little different, but still. And Mitch is on a two-year deal. And Mitch is on a two-year deal. And a lot of people have been saying that this is like the ideal situation for the Steelers. You have a veteran quarterback in Mitch Trubisky who can play. He can be that bridge for you. And then you bring in the new guy when you feel like he's ready. And if something goes wrong, there's an injury, you have proven depth behind him. They're following the script that a lot of people fell in love with. And it's one of those situations where uh, for some reason, maybe because they don't like Kenny Pickett, because they don't like that he came from Pitt, for people that complain about Dan Marino, I don't want to hear it because I know Brian said it doesn't matter. There are still people that complain about Dan Marino not getting picked. So if you're one of those people that's old enough to know exactly what I'm talking about, you can't be upset. They took the pick quarterback that, that you've been longing for since what year was that, that he was passed up? 1983. 80, 83. I was going to guess 84. So 39 years. All right. So the Steelers, I, I want to give everyone a little bit of a recap. I'm going to let Brian do this as to what's coming up with our draft coverage. Today's an easy day. 
Dave Schofield did the breaking news podcast on the audio side. Here we are with the day one recap slash the pick recap. But on days two and three, it gets a little crazy. Brian, why don't you lay it out for us? So this is uh, something a lot of people are going to be looking forward to. Of course, it's Let's Ride, which will be tomorrow morning. So check that out at its usual time. We're going to go ahead and run that at 5 a.m. on its usual time. Then we are going to go ahead and run the uh, Here We Go, the Steelers show. And that's what I'm really excited for, too. We have not recorded that. As soon as I leave here, we're going to go ahead and record that with Kevin Smith. KT's been looking at a lot of Malik Willis, but who do you want to listen to more than a coach? Break it down. And he's going to have a lot of things to say about Kenny Pickett. I cannot wait to hear what he's going to say. This is a... So if you want to get a coach's opinion, check out Here We Go. Then after that, you're going to have this show on the audio side too. If you do, if you came in late, you want to check this out, please go ahead and do so. We will have tomorrow night, we will have at least two breaking news podcasts with Dave Schofield immediately after pick number two and pick number three. And that's what's scheduled at this point. We are also going to have two roundtables with different hosts. It's not going to be just Dave, Jeff, and myself. You're going to get a taste of most of the BTSC podcast staff throughout the weekend with these shows. So make sure you check it out tomorrow, five, 10 minutes after the pick. Actually, probably will go a little quicker because it's not the three of us. You'll, uh, you'll hear those guys a whole lot quicker because they'll be able to jump on a whole lot faster. So get ready for that. But all weekend long, you are going to have not just your one-stop shop in BTSC, but your non-stop shop because you're going to have everything Pittsburgh Steelers. We are going to run a bunch of shows, and it's all going to be focusing on this draft reaction, your reaction on these YouTube shows and Facebook shows. So you're a part of it as well. So make sure to go ahead and check us all out. And on that audio side, for the other shows that you're not going to get here, make sure you check in there too. Just download those shows or click on the shows on the BTSE articles. Very good. Thank you very much. Alex Flores gives us another $5. Says Linderbaum will make us pay twice a year. Mm. We'll see about that. After after hearing Jeff's Let's Ride podcast with Tony Pauline, I was completely off of that train where he I, said he yeah. just disappeared against quality uh, opponents in college. Um don't know if it's true because I never watched it myself, but someone who does that, you know, breaks it down for a living. I'm going to trust a little bit what he says. Yeah, so, I agree. But, okay. but but my question is, who would be a great person to be the first one in line to to, to ride the the steel curtain roller coaster the next time it runs? Kenny Wood. Kenny Pickett. Kenny Wood. <laughs> Sorry, I had I had to steal that from the live. I had to steal that from the live chat. That my Jeff Jeffrey was saying that on there. Kenny Wood. <laughs> yeah, Kenny Wood. Kenny Two Gloves. All right, so let's do some Sorry. final. Let's do some final thoughts. For those here, of you right? not from Pittsburgh, that's the name of the amusement yes. park. In, yes, it is. In um, Manesson? Is that where it is? Yeah, I think so. Um, so Brian, go ahead and uh, what are your final thoughts on day one in the pick of Kenny Pickett? All right, I have learned not to get too excited not to get too high or too low after the first pick in the Pittsburgh Steelers draft. If we go back to 2014, I was not with BTSC yet, but on Facebook, I went nuts. And I was so angry 
that the Steelers selected Ryan Shazier when they had the ultimate pick in cornerback Darquez Denard, who could should have been the next Pittsburgh Steeler. Boy, was I wrong. And I admit when I'm wrong, I have no problem doing that. But learned how much I would love Ryan Shazier, and I, I kind of regret that. The Kenny Pickett pick, it's not sure about it. I just want to see the magic of Matt Canada, and you know that he had his prints on this entire pick because if they felt that he could not do anything with Kenny Pickett, they would have not made this pick. So this was, there was a lot of consideration on the offense, what they could do with them, and they realized that they liked him better than Malik Willis, and he fit what they were trying to do better. So I'm fine with it. I'm not going to grade this draft yet because you can't grade something that has not been performed yet. Very good. Dave Schofield, final thoughts. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I don't know that I was going to be excited about any quarterback that the Steelers took. I just felt like they weren't overly exciting in this draft, but I felt that the quarterback position being what it is in the NFL, that there was going to be multiple play multiple quarterbacks possibly taken before the Steelers. They weren't. Now, maybe they they could you could say well they weren't for a reason because they weren't very good. But at the same time, if the Steelers were going going to go that route and they had their choice, that's the choice they went with. I wasn't going to be overly excited about that position mainly because we're looking at it being that that uh that these um Sorry, um, that dealing with the live chat for a second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, sorry, I was doing it too. Okay, uh, <laughs> sorry for the rest of you out there. We 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 do our best to try to, to try to try to keep keep the spam out of there. So um, it's it's hard to get to get excited about a pick that you don't even know will see the field the first year. That's the biggest thing at, at times. But at the same time. I just love that the Steelers went with who they thought they, they 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 wanted. And it makes them seem like they were confident in taking more than one quarterback at 20. So that meant that how high did they have Kenny Pickett on their board? I don't even know. But if they have Kenny Pickett that high on their board to where there, there could have been a couple quarterbacks gone and they still might have taken one at 20, that tells me that they were much higher on him um, than 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 what many others have. But I want to really just give Kenny Pickett a chance to show what he can do, not have to rush him into everything. Remember, even Ben Roethlisberger was taken at number 11 overall, was the third quarterback on the depth chart going into the year and ended up playing because of two injuries ahead of him. Remember that. So that's kind of what we, we can base this on. And hopefully we can just – the excitement with Kenny Pickett can grow um, for more than a calendar year yes. um, if, if he ends up not playing this year. So Wilfredo Vasquez gives us $2. Is maybe the maybe the hype, but I would have taken Willis. And I'm sure you're not alone in that thought process, but I'm going to have my final thoughts with something – Kathy Ford, who's a longtime listener of our podcast, said she, I, she says, I've listened to you guys a long time and have heard you say, quote, that pick grew on me. And then she has fingers <laughs> crossed. You know what? She's actually right. She's absolutely yeah. right that there have been times where we've sat here 
Last year, I, I said this on my Let's Ride podcast when someone asked me, what was a pick that you didn't like when it happened but panned out? I hated the Pat Fryermuth pick last year. Oh. I remember being so mm-hmm. pissed that they passed on the center, Creed Humphrey. Yeah. And and, but I love Pat Fryermuth. Absolutely love him. I yeah. don't know if I would do it, you know, what I would do if I had the option to do it again. I love Pat Fryermuth. Yeah. Well, my thing was, I, it's not that I didn't like picking Pat Fryermuth. I didn't like the direction they went. It had nothing to do with yeah. the player. Right. You know, and I had no problem. And when I looked into Pat Fryermuth, I'm like, yeah, th- this is very interesting. Um, you know, a good tight end that they're going to be getting. I was excited, but I thought they could have gone somewhere else where they needed something more, but they didn't. And that's why sometimes I've said it many times, you have to look at the draft as a whole before you, you really see what's going on. Occam's Ox gives us a dollar 99 to Steelers fans were furious when they picked Watts. There were several that there, said yeah. TJ Watts undersized. He's not built for the NFL. He doesn't have NFL capable moves, blah, blah, blah. He was a workout freak. He basically tested really well at the combine. And drafted because of his name. Defensive player of the year. So take it for what it is. All right, gentlemen, thank you for the time. All those that are watching live on YouTube or on Facebook, thank you very much for being a part of the show. Make sure you check us out wherever you get your podcasts so you get all of our audio-only content. Just search behind the Steel Curtain or Steelers. You'll find us. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you don't miss a thing. You'll be seeing a lot of us and others from behind the steel curtain this weekend. Enjoy the rest of the draft and we will see you next time. Take it easy.